Do y'all realize that free agency is only two weeks away? We're going to talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. As a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which is where the game starts. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That is Bet Online. All right, so here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about free agency, or rather the impending free agency of a bunch of players and where the Ducks could go and frankly where they should go which direction should they go before we get into that whole free agent talk I just want to bring up a couple of important days that we have coming up just hockey in general so Wednesday afternoon this isn't NHL related but this is hockey related and I do want to bring this up Wednesday afternoon is going to be the final of the 2022 Memorial Cup, and guess who's still in it? That's right, our boy Mason McTavish, the stellar Ducks prospect, will be playing for a Memorial Cup. It's going to be the Hamilton Bulldogs against the St. John Sea Dogs. That's going to be fun to watch. That one, everyone, or at least everyone that has NHL Network, will be able to watch. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. It's the Memorial Cup Final, so that's coming up Wednesday afternoon. Next week is the NHL Draft. The first part of the NHL Draft takes place next Thursday. The second part takes place next Friday, so that's coming up. Free agency begins in two weeks. We have July 13th as the start of free agency, which seems late compared to pre-pandemic years, but then again, the season ends ended so late this year because it started late you know all this stuff about trying to get these games in and having to postpone the season yeah it was it was a weird year I think everyone's hoping that next season things get back to normal we'll we're gonna start again in mid-October so keep that date in mind we're gonna start mid-October around the 12th to the 15th we already have some important days for the AHL That's coming up pretty soon as well. I heard that October, I want to say the second week of October there as well. And I think I heard for one team already, the Ontario Reign, they're looking at October 15th, I believe, or 14th. That's the day they were looking at. So around that same time, NHL, AHL is going to start. Preseason will be in September as usual. Rookie camps will be in September. And we will also, the open practice will be in September. And the rookie camp, or the rookie trial that they had last season in Arizona, this year it'll be in San Jose at the new home of the San Jose Barracuda. So a lot to look forward to in the coming months. And especially if you're a Ducks fan, there's a lot to look forward to and a lot that you could possibly look forward to. Because free agency, as I mentioned, begins in a couple weeks. And there's going to be a couple names first on the Ducks side that they may need to take care of sooner rather than later. So let's look at the Ducks first and their pending free agents. So the UFAs that they have pending. Andre Suster, probably not going to come back. He was just waved off claimers. I don't think he's coming back. 
Zach Aston Reese. You know, he had a good few games. I'd like to see him come back. My cousin Vinny, Vinny Letary, mostly with the San Diego goals, ended the season with Anaheim because they traded everybody. Vinny Letary is a pretty solid little player. He's a good tweener. What I like about those tweeners is that they can get the job done in the AHL level easily, but still look good in the NHL. And there's one guy in particular that fits that mold who is a current AHL player. He just won a Calder Cup. Andrew Podorowski. Remember Andrew Podorowski played with the San Diego Goals pretty recently. Actually was one of the Goals' best players. He lifted the Calder a few seasons prior to this, and he just won the Calder Cup with the Chicago Wolves. So you always like those kind of tweener players. Jerry Mayhew. Mayhew is another one of those guys that spent some time with the Iowa Wild. He was an MVP candidate, very solid player. I liked Mayhew a lot. I liked when he came up with the Ducks. He seemed to become a fan favorite, so I would like to see him come back. I don't know if he's in their long-term plans, though. Dominique Simone, I don't see him coming back either. So those are some of the UFAs, at least on the Duck side. Oh, and there's one other name that I have to mention on the Duck slash goal side. Buddy Robinson. Yeah, Charles Buddy Robinson. If he gets re-signed, it'll be to a minor league deal, but he's a kind of guy that just kind of has gone around a little bit. I don't even know if he's coming back to play next season. He spent parts of a few seasons in the NHL. This past season was the most time he's ever spent in the NHL. Prior to last season, he had only played in 19 career NHL games. With the Ducks, he played 32 NHL games, so that more than doubled his total. He's a career AHL guy, and he will likely continue to be a career AHL guy. It'd be nice if the Ducks slash goals kept him around, but I understand that they're probably not going to, just being honest here. Then you have Trevor Carrick, Greg Patteron, Brogan Rafferty for the goal side. They're probably going to bring back Trevor Carrick because they did re-sign his brother, and they would like to keep those two together. I mean, Sam Carrick, in many interviews at least as far as the goals and the Ducks. You know, he said in Collins interviews how much he loves his family. Family is important to him. It always has been. This goes back to when he was playing in San Diego, and he has said that time and time again. So I I think it'd be great if Trevor Carrick came back for another year or two, mostly playing in San Diego. Yeah, so I'd like to see him come back. RFAs. Let's start with Jacob Larson. Why are we signing with Jacob Larson? Because whether you like him or not, he did play a few games with Anaheim this season. He's still around. Yes, I know that the Jacob Larson experiment didn't quite work out for Anaheim. And I know a lot of fans of the Ducks kind of cringe at hearing that name. Oh, Jacob Larson again? They kind of cringe the same way that the hyenas cringed when they hear Mufasa. Ooh. Do it again. Mufasa. Who? Kind of that same reaction when they hear Jacob Larson. Oh, yeah. It left a bad taste. But hey, you know what? You know what, guys? He did a really freaking good job in San Diego. Maybe that's his role. Maybe that's where he fits in the best as being another tweener guy that goes between Anaheim and San Diego. 
Now, when he tried to go full-time in Anaheim, that's where it didn't work. Now that he's full-time with San Diego, hey, you know what? It's not a bad thing. Maybe this is what works for him. And he is an RFA. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Brendan Gooley, another kind of one of those tweener guys. Simone Benoit. Notice how I'm listing a bunch of tweener guys that have spent some time, a lot of time in the AHL, but has also spent some time in the NHL as well. Brendan Gooley is another one of those guys who has spent most of his NHL games with the Anaheim Ducks. Solid defenseman. I mean, if they don't sign defenseman, he would be a good hole to plug in. Same with Simone Benoit, who also spent some time with Anaheim this season. Did you know that he played 53 games with the Ducks this past season? 53. That, honestly, is more than I thought. And the only reason that he's listed in the AHL side is because he went back down to San Diego to try to help them with their playoff run. He did play in that last game and played in those two playoff games, which they lost. But Benoit is just as important a part of the team as anyone else. So let's see if he even gets re-signed and if he comes back. Now the big RFAs that I do want to talk about. And there's three of them. Sam Steele, Sonny Milano, Isaac Lundestrom. You've probably heard this before, that... Sam Steele may or may not come back. He may not be in the Ducks' plans. I'm not sure if he is going to come back. I would like to see him come back. He is only 24 years old. Maybe he's just one of those guys that needs a new a new surroundings. He needs a new background. He's done okay with the Anaheim Ducks. He had a decent season. I mean, he scored six goals again. He's had four decent years. Six goals, six goals, six goals, six goals. That's not what they brought him in for. They didn't bring him in to score six goals a season. They were hoping for more out of Sam Steele. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves on. Isaac Lundestrom and Sonny Milano. You know what? Those are the two guys they need to re-sign. And they need to do it in a hurry. So once you get to the offseason, those are two names that the Ducks are probably going to look at first to re-sign Isaac Lundestrom, who quietly had some very solid streaks in this season. There were times where Isaac Lundestrom had some bad turnovers or had some bad games, but there were also some streaks where he just had some solid numbers, especially analytically on the other numbers side of it. He had some solid games there. And again, he's also a young guy. He had his best season. He kind of exploded with 16 goals this past season. Bring him back. He's still only 22 years old. And Sonny Milano, look, Sonny Milano, that's that's Trevor Zegers' buddy. Enough said. You got to keep him around. That's about all I have as far as the Ducks. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. And they also already have lines for next season's Stanley Cup, if you can believe that. Because BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting. 
And it's also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today, either on your laptop or on your mobile device, to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, we're going to talk about some free agents once again, and it starts in two weeks. And I talked about the Ducks side of things, the RFAs and the UFAs that they need to take care of first. Uh, what I want to focus on for just a couple minutes is stuff beyond this season. And I'm talking about beyond this season because there's a couple of noticeable names on there that the Ducks should probably take care of during the season and you know where I'm going with this the Ducks should not spend all their money they need to re-sign Trevor Zegris they need to extend him to a big contract same with Jamie Drysdale they're going to have to take care of that as soon as possible that way that is not looming over their heads they do still have team control for what it's worth so they could wait a while for that but they're going to start getting paid pretty big bucks pretty soon so you got to keep some cap space. With that said, they still need to spend $21 million to get off the cap floor. So what do they do with all that money? Well, let's start with one name that did leave. He could come back. He just won a cup. Look, I would not be opposed at all in bringing back Josh Manson. Not at all. Is he above Is he above 20? He's in 20s anymore? No, he's not in 20s anymore. He's 30. Is he going to slow down a bit? Probably. Has he passed his prime? Probably. But would he be an important piece of the Anaheim Ducks? And could he possibly be captain or alternate captain material again? Yes, absolutely. Josh Manson was a big part of the Anaheim Ducks process into getting into the playoffs a number of times. He was part of their rebuilding and still could be. He could always come back. I mean, he was merely a rental for the Colorado Avs, and you know what? That worked perfectly. The Ducks did just give away a bunch of rentals. One of those rentals got re-signed in Hampus Lindholm, but Ricard Raquel is still out there. Josh Manson is very much out there, but Manson, he kind of proved himself on the playoffs this past season, especially the Cup Final. He really proved himself to be a very capable defenseman and can be a very good shutdown guy at times. He still could be that guy. Whether he gets paid more or not, that's really up to the agent and how the market dictates his value. I could see him getting around for again. Now let's talk about Ricard Raquel. There's really no rumors at all as to whether Raquel is going to come back or not. Really just no indication and I'm not going to be here to start rumors. I'm, yeah, I'm just not going to be that guy. I don't want to start rumors. So Ricard Raquel is a name that's out there. Who knows where he's going to go? Ethan Bear is another name that has been talked about a bit. Ethan Bear is going to likely test free agency because he did not get retained by the Carolina Hurricanes. So Ethan Bear could get a bit of money. Last season, he was making $2 million, $2.5 million. Now, the thing that's a red flag is that Ethan Baird did not play in any playoff games. He was healthy scratched for every single playoff game for the Carolina Hurricanes. 
So does that raise a red flag to you? It does for some people. But I I would still love to see him come to Anaheim. He would certainly fit in second or third line here with the Ducks. And he would prove to be someone that could help out John Gibson a lot more than other defensemen. He is, at the very least, he is a very responsible defenseman that has some good offensive firepower when needed. So Ethan Bear is another kid that I... I'm just very fond of Ethan Bear. He is such a great guy to have in the locker room. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, gosh, just have, having him down here and getting to talk to him when he was in Bakersfield. That was a long time ago. <laughs> just one of the friendliest guys that you could ever meet. So that's another name that's out there that the Ducks could go after. John Klingberg is another guy that the Ducks could go after, but he's going to garner a lot of attention and could get a lot of money, and he has been very, very much an improvement. That's going to be your offensive firepower guy from defense. That's someone that the Ducks could say, you know what, he'd be very good for a few years and could possibly help out some of the younger guys. So there's your defense right there. You could bring in Klingberg. You could bring in Bear. You could bring back Manson. And then you have your young defenseman that will be coming up pretty soon. And that could be a change in the guards. Because speaking of defense, look at the defense that the Ducks could have. I mean, they have Jamie Drysdale already. They have Olin Zellweger. And this has come up multiple times. If they can get Kevin Korczynski in the draft. That's a three-headed monster on defense that could be great for years to come. I would not mind that at all and that's again that's the thing that I'm still thinking the Ducks should get in the draft that's who I had in my draft that's who Locked On had in their mock draft and even SB Nation they came out with an article yesterday saying that they had Kevin Korczynski as their number 10 pick in the SB Nation mock draft so we're starting to see his name more and more on that number 10 pick And if the Ducks can bring in some veteran guys that can help out the young guys, especially those three that I mentioned, a Drysdale, a Zellweger, a Korczynski, that could bode well for the future of the Anaheim Ducks. All right, those first two segments went a little bit long, so we're going to have a quick break, and we'll have a quick third part of this program where I'll talk about some of the forwards that are available in free agency and who should the Ducks try to pick up. Hmm. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to episode number 558 of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, and we're still talking free agents, and it is time for the Ducks to swing for the fences here. These are not names that I think are ultimately going to end up in Anaheim, but you know what? Swing for the fences. Go for the whole thing and try to get at least one or two of these guys on your team. Because, like I said, the Anaheim Ducks have the money to spend. They have to spend $21 million to even get off the cap floor. And they are required to do that. Otherwise, they're penalized. So, it's time to look to start spending at least some money and see what they could do with that. And I think one team they need to look after is the New York Rangers. Yeah, the New York Rangers are going to be in cap hell because they they don't have a lot of cap space and they have a lot of UFIs 
that are not going to come back. No, no, no. They're not coming back. Ryan Strom, he's probably going to come back. He is their alternate captain, so he's probably going to come back. Yeah. But then you have other guys that, honestly, I could see them leaving. Vetrano, he could leave maybe. Andrew Kopp is an interesting one. Andrew Kopp may or may not come back. He may garner a lot of money out in free agency. He may go after a pretty decent length contract, but it wouldn't be like eight or nine million. But Kopp would still get a lot of money. He had 53 points in 72 games a season. That's pretty good. He's a 20 goal scorer, or he was a 21 goal scorer for the New York Rangers. He's got some pretty good stats all around. He's got some pretty solid game all around. Where for a time, I thought that he would be just one of the best two-way players. I thought he was a great two-way player with the Winnipeg Jets. They just didn't utilize him all that well. In fact, I remember his time with Winnipeg being um, underwhelming. Let's go with that word. Underwhelming for the Winnipeg Jets. Sorry to say that. Cop does have that capability, and he is still growing into his own. He seemed to improve a lot over the past year, year and a half, and he was a rental for the Rangers this past season with the New York Rangers. And now that he's a free agent, can, not should they, can the New York Rangers retain him? Like I said, They've got a lot of money that they need to spend some guys they need to re-sign. They need to re-sign Capococco. They need to try to get back Ryan Strom. And they still have Georgiev to try to retain back. So they need to sign a backup goaltender. They don't got a lot of space. They still got Kevin Shattenkirk to owe money to. Dan Girardi, they owe money to. Tony D'Angelo, they still owe all three of those guys a bit of money. That's a lot of dead cap space. That's not familiar, Ducks fans. Remember when the Ducks had a bunch of guys in dead cap and they had to pay him a lot of money? Like, I don't know, a Corey Perry? Remember they owed him $6.8 million that one year and that put the Ducks in cap hell? Well, guess what? The New York Rangers are right there also. They have to start to be a little bit creative with this flat cap era because they owe Breadman. $11.5 million. They owe Mika Zibanejad $8.5 million. They owe Chris Kreider $6.5 million. Just those three guys alone, they owe about $27 million. Oh, and they have a couple guys named Adam Fox and Jacob Truba. So that puts them at 40-something already. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't even get to the goalie. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really need to get creative with some of their contracts. And for the Rangers, they're probably going to have to bite the bullet and say goodbye to a couple of those guys. So Tyler Mott's another name that could go. Andrew Kopp I mentioned already. So you know what? Swing for the fences there. Go Go after one of those guys and be aggressive. Or you could be really aggressive and try to go after Johnny Gaudreau. He'd be fun next to Trevor Zegers. That would be a lot of fun to watch that offense with Johnny Gaudreau, and he's still 28 years old. That could be fun. How about Philip Forsberg? I mean, swing for the fences there. Go after Forsberg as well. Why the heck not? Go after Kevin Fiala. He's probably not going to come back to Minnesota. I've been hearing rumors that he there's a number of places he could go. So, hey, Fiala could be an option. Burakovsky could be an option. He just won a cup with Colorado. He's going to be a UFA. 
the Colorado Avalanche, they have a little bit better space as far as cap, but they have a lot of big names that they need to re-sign. They want to re-sign Lakinen. They want to re-sign Kadri. They probably want to bring back Niskuchin. They probably want to bring back Burakovsky, but they're not going to be able to bring back all of those guys. So they have to figure out who's going to stay, who's going to go. Darcy Kemper, he's probably going to come back. He just led that team to a Stanley Cup. He's probably going to come back to Colorado. So that team has a lot of decisions to make as well. But you know what? Take a swing. Go after Burakovsky. Why the heck not? I'm just saying, why not? You have the money. You have the young talent. You may as well swing the fences for at least one of these big name free agents and just go for it. Just go for it, Anaheim. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for today. We're going to continue with this silly season before free agency begins. And we're also going to talk more about the draft this week. But we are going to talk about the Memorial Cup. And we're going to talk about that after. Hopefully, Mason McTavish dominates in the final against St. John and hoists another cup. And no matter what happens, this will be his last game of the season. He has played a lot of hockey. And we are going to talk about that next time just in general. But let's all hope that McTavish can bring home a Memorial Cup Wednesday afternoon. All right, that's going to do it. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thanks for making this your first listen. Make Locked On NHL your second listen. Western Conference Wednesday still happening with Jess Balmasto and Sarah Avampado. For now, once again, thank you for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.